0: hello uh, welcome to another edition of robinson ralph's world famous having a natser hello um i'm simon robinson and uh, beside me is david silito uh, uh, employment yes. lawyers extraordinaire yep and part-time models Yep, um not, yep. Fi- not officially we've not been hired to do modeling no, but you know, if you want to yeah. either hire us as
1: part-time models or sponsor the podcast for a million pounds, yeah. get in touch, info at robinsonrouth.com. We do have a selection of choice photos available Choice photos. Um, because obviously you can't see this on this podcast, yeah. but uh, we will be very good models. We'll model anything. Duvets,
0: hide under the covers for duvets. Yeah. Socks. Yeah. Um, Chairs. Yeah, um, <laughs> just sit on a chair, just maybe books, reading a book. Yeah, model books. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We had a we did a webinar the other day, didn't we, Dave? And we thought there was we had slides, and we thought we were showing them, and they weren't. Mm. And the feedback was enjoyed the webinar, um, but couldn't see the slides, which we interpret as being enjoyed the webinar, but saw your faces too yeah. much.
1: It's yeah, perfect. well, I think they were probably just protesting too much. They probably just were dazzled by our... If us, as usual. ...good
0: looks, yeah. You know? I think that all makes perfect sense. Well, yeah. then, why are we here today, Dave? I don't know.
1: Why are we here? A very existential question. Well, <laughs> I suppose what we might as well do, past the time once we consider the meaning mm. of life, mm. is discuss the case of Darren... Darrell Miles... Miles. Uh, ...against the Driver and Vehicle Standards Agency... Yeah. Uh, from the Employment Appeal Tribunal.
0: Yeah. With, with uh was I think published in the last couple of weeks. And is there any any joke we made out of Miles um drive you know being a driver? Yeah, there probably is. So anyone can think of <laughs> if anyone can think of the joke that we should have prepared for here. Yeah. Um can you just jot it down on a bit of paper um I'll just send it to us, please. Yeah. Um, Speaking of names, I was very impressed by
1: the fact that his manager, mm-hmm. the local driving test center manager, was called Lee Mitchell. Yes. I thought that was a classic name for yeah. a local driving test center manager. <laughs> <laughs> Almost stereotypical. It was it's, just perfect. It's if like anything, absolutely be, perfect. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Like something out of a TV series. Like if
0: Lee Mark married David Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah. Lee Mitchell or Haggy
1: Mitchell had a son called Lee yep from EastEnders I mean mm. this is all great fun <laughs> <laughs> or anyone called Mitchell basically yeah whose first name was Lee yeah mm.
0: there we go <laughs> so we talk about the case um, that, was so, that was so poor. That, by our own standards, that was even worse than uh, you I, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Actually, I thought it was gold. <laughs> gold.
1: Um, so, just to give a very brief background to the case, the case was uh, concerned a uh, claim for health and safety detriment and dismissal. That is quite brief. Could you expand yeah. on it a bit? I will. I will. But just that's the headline. Ah. Um, there was also a claim for constructive unfair dismissal and disability discrimination as well. We're right. not going to um, talk very much at all about the disability discrimination claim um, uh, or re- really the sort of unfair constructive dismissal in the ordinary sense, but we're going to talk about the health and safety detriment aspect. Um, we thought it was interesting because it arose in the context of the coronavirus pandemic and is all about whether or not the claimant uh, believed. Uh, reasonably believed that he was uh, that there were serious um, circumstances which placed him at serious and imminent danger. You're
0: right. We do think it's serious, mm. um, and that's you know, yeah. an interesting and more banter's imminent. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember in the early days of coronavirus, Dave? And people say, oh, corona, and then they mm. pretend it was the beer they were talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. Uh, the beer sales actually dropped, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting yeah. fact. Because people thought, maybe, that they get coronavirus from corona beer. Yeah. Which has now been proved by science to be untrue. We love science. Love science. If I could if I could marry science and go on a yeah. honeymoon with science. What's your favorite bit of science? Oh. <laughs> probably physics. Yeah, I like, I like gravity. Oh, so you're oh you more yeah. specific? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, gravity's your favorite, but physics, yeah. is it? Um, what about fire? Do you like that? No, science isn't it? No, I don't like it. No, I like it at a distance. I wouldn't want to you be would on like fire if I had a fire pit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not burning. No, don't. No, I don't want to burn either. Yeah, there's got to be a bit. Don't burn. <laughs> <laughs> like, is water science? Um yeah h2o no, I, like that. I like that i like drinking water on a hot day yeah beer's science, beer well science is it, beer's my favorite part yeah. of science dave yeah there's a lot of things that are science we're both science we are yeah we are then we are. you're my favorite thing of anyway
1: uh okay so on with the case claimant Uh, commenced employment as a driving examiner with the respondent DVSA on the 6th of January 2016 he was based at the Pontefract driving test centre which for those of you who don't know is not in Wales Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. lots of people when they hear the word Pontefract think that must be in Wales it's not it's it's in Yorkshire it's in the
0: north isn't Mm -hmm. it yeah yeah
1: so on the 12th of November, 2018, the claim was told by his G- GP that he had stage four chronic kidney disease. That diagnosis was apparently erroneous. The proper diagnosis was of stage two, which is mildly reduced kidney function, um, but he didn't actually discover that misdiagnosis until after he commenced the claim. So at the point um, in time where the, the COVID pandemic arose and he was dealing with his employer, he thought he had chronic kidney disease. He was managed, as we said, by Lee Mitchell, the local driving test centre manager. The local right? Yeah, test centre. the Lee Mitchell.
0: The...
1: Uh, in March 2019, he, in the claimant informed Mr Mitchell about his diagnosis, uh, and the claimant told Mr Mitchell that he used the toilet more often than before, but didn't raise any other issue. Uh, so on the 18th of March 2020, driving tests ceased, save for critical tests, I don't know what Critical driving test would would be so they just tell them the rubbish. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe learning to drive a tank because you've got to go off to war or an ambulance.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, it could be an ambulance. Yeah, yeah. it's not. Yeah. It's not something you said. Oh, a book tickets to the food box Critical. Yeah, I mean, there. to drive. There. Yeah, like, well, yeah well, I'm banking on this. Yeah.
1: Um, so on the fifth of June, twenty twenty. The claimant attended an individual assessment meeting with Mr. Mitchell to discuss a proposed return to work. The claimant said that he believed that he fell within the clinically vulnerable category Mm. um, and he was worried about catching the virus as the EAT uh, termed it. the claimant said he felt it was not safe for him to return to work. Mr. Mitchell told the claimant that people who fell within the clinically vulnerable category would be expected to return to work in line with government guidance. And driving tests commenced so that's as distinct from people who were extremely clinically vulnerable uh, mr mitchell said that measures to protect the health and safety of staff would be taken and the claimant said there were no adjustments that he felt could be made at all by the respondent um, to to get him back essentially uh, so on the 25th of june 2020 the respondent announced the decision of the department of transport the driving test would recommence the following month those in the clinic be vulnerable. World Category expected to return to work. But those who were clinically extremely vulnerable remained on a leave. Mm. Uh, on the 8th of July 2020, Mr. Mitchell um, was dealing with the claim as trade union rep by this stage. He said that he'd taken advice from HR and had been told those in the clinically vulnerable category were still expected to return to work. He said that decision adhered to government guidance and advice for public health England. He said the safety measures would be in place. They asked if uh, any further adjustments might benefit the claimant. And he said that the claimant could, if he chose not to return, take instead annual leave or special unpaid leave. claimant replied a couple of days later and said he wouldn't be going to work because he didn't think it was safe to do so. Um, And then there were a couple of further exchanges
0: and he resigned. I once had a letter from a claimant um, who was claiming anal leave. Right. I, I assume it was a
1: typo yeah yeah you didn't um, clarify though you just received it on the basis that was the claim
0: <laughs> he won <laughs> <laughs> So anyway um i did clarify ladies and gentlemen it was just joking i did clarify it was annual though. it was annual as you'd expect yeah. i think i guess one knew the end of that, that story <laughs> um i'm going to take it a bit more seriously next mm, time i maybe. will i will um, apologies <laughs> apologies nothing to be laughed at no um so, uh, so uh, in this case, I, um, they, they, there was a discussion then about whether um, uh, the, the claimant had a, a genuine and uh, sorry, reasonable belief in a serious and imminent danger to him, himself, and uh, whether there was a health and safety rep and safety committee for the pontifrat at uh, in Wales Test Centre, which the, the claimant worked, and firstly, whether... That the claimant had brought to his employer's attention by reasonable means circumstances connected with his work which he reasonably believed were harmful or potentially harmful to um, health or safety now, i've done those in reverse order and then i'm gonna go back again very much like a tarantino Oof. christopher nolan type thing yes. excited already yeah. thank you as if i wasn't
1: excited enough by the prospect of discussing sections 44 and section 100 of the Employment rights right. act yeah uh, you've gone and made it even more exciting. Which I think a lot of people
0: wouldn't have thought possible. No, no. So section 44, an employee has the right not to be subjected to any detriment by any act or any deliberate failure to act uh, by his employer done on the ground that being a representative of workers on matters of health and safety at work or a member of health and safety committee, um, or in this case, being an employee at a place where there was no such representative um, or safety uh, committee and um, he brought to his employer's attention by reasonable means circumstances connected with his work or which he reasonably believed were uh, harmful um, or potentially harmful to health or safety. And, and the, the judgment says section 101 CERA. is in similar terms, mm. and I'm not going to question the the, um, the uh, EAT no. Um So anyway, so what they said is the employment tribunal held that the claimant did reasonably believe that there were circumstances connected with his work that were harmful or potentially harmful to uh, health or safety, um, the section forty-four and uh, section one hundred claims failed because the employment tribunal held there was a health and safety committee and representative for the Fat office with whom the claimant could have raised his uh, concerns. And there was a very interesting uh, discussion during airport, or the <laughs> interesting day uh, around um, whether um, that was the representative. It was a case of um, uh, was he at the place? No. Or was he a rep for the place um, at the, the claimants uh worked? Those are the kind of legal distinctions we get excited about, aren't they? Oh goodness gracious, I get so excited, Dave. Um too excited if anything. <laughs> um Dave. I um, told you before about that. Dave. Yeah, I've got to have got to sit in a in a quiet room, not drive, because I'm I'm overly, overly <laughs> excited. Stimulated, overly stimulated, and just just listen to like rainfall music to calm myself down. So anyway, um, Section forty four one c, as you know, Dave, ERA applies if the claimant was um, an employee at a place where there was no representative or safety committee, and he brought to his employer's attention by reasonable means circumstances connected to his work which he reasonably believed were harmful or potentially harmful to health or safety. Now, the claimant contended that the health the representative or safety committee must be at the place where he worked. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um. The the, uh, the uh, EAT said, no, that the uh, Employment Tribunal applied the correct analysis in holding that it was sufficient to be a safety representative of a committee for the place at which the claimant worked, you see. So so section 44 refers to the place at which the employee works. It is the employee who must be at work at that, work at that place, even if absent from time to time. Once the place at which the claimant works has been identified, um, one has to determine whether there's a place where there is such a, a representative um, uh, present. Um, and, uh, the EIT said that whilst the most literal reading of section 44 would require the safety representative or committee to be at the same place where the employee works, we consider that the section can also be sensibly interpreted to require the place at which the employee works is one where there is a representative or uh, or committee, albeit that the rep or committee is based at some other location, um, provided they cover the place at which the employee works. Now they said they considered that that interpretation avoids absurdity and is consistent with the purpose of the provision. So they said as the tribunal loaded, the employee's construction, uh, so the claimant's construction, could mean that the respondent would have to have a safety representative or committee at each of its thousand testing centres, even if there's a safety representative for the centre who is um, easily compactable. Part of the purpose of the provision is to encourage employers to have safety reps or committees and to encourage employees to raise straightforward health and safety concerns with them. On the claimant's literal reading of the provision, the existence of a safety rep or committee would not assist the employer if, for example, on the day question, the safety rep was working from home, as might commonly have been the case during the uh, coronavirus pandemic or was on, on his hollybobs. It should be remembered that, that there was always the fallback of raising the matter with the employer, even if there is a safety rep or committee, if it was not reasonably practicable for the employee to raise the matter uh, with the rep or the committee because they could not be uh, contacted or were absent. So they said the employee, the tribunal's interpretation was correct and it was entirely concluded the place at which the claimant worked was one where there was a safety representative or um, uh, committee. I, I particularly enjoyed their reference to
1: the case on which the claimant um, uh, relied um relied. Astana, Mm. where they said in that case it was rather optimistically asserted that the place at which a bus driver worked was his bus. So he came within the provision because none of the passengers on the bus he was driving was a safety. Well, it was worth a yeah. go. It was <laughs> yeah. definitely worth a I, I enjoyed that very much. Yes, I thought You'd so. You'd like that job, though, wouldn't you? Being a passenger on a bus, just riding around, That's not a joke. telling people how to, <laughs> to behave, <laughs> wagging your finger at them. Oi, but, hold on to the bar properly,
0: yeah, say. say. stop talking with your mouth full. Yeah, yeah. I'll say, oh, sorry. Health and safety. Yeah, though, I saw blown off, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> um, so um, who would pay me for this job? Well, I mean, it's, if if they, the bus
1: company needed a health and safety rep on every bus, because that's what Section 44 said, you think the, bus they, 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 the bus company would have to pay you to have that job. You wouldn't just be able to sit, though, at the top deck in the front two seats. Um, you'd yeah. have to move around the bus in order to keep
0: an eye on the whole thing. In fact, that would be the worst place for you to probably sit, because you wouldn't be able to see any what of Wouldn't that be most dangerous if, as a health and safety rep, I'm walking around the bus when it's in motion? Or you'd be very well trained, you a know, very good balance. Like a ninja. Yeah, maybe you'd be sort of wearing padded clothing as
1: well, and a, a helmet, like a motorbike helmet. It'd be quite an intimidating health and safety
0: rep. I see. Like one of the paddings you get in like one of those BBC game shows where they get pushed over with cotton buds. Mm, I'm, I'm seeing you more as... Um, like a sumo suit. Sort of, is it... Who is it? Is it... Is
1: it, is it, is it there's a film, is it... Scarlett Johansson, is it girl with a dragon tattoo or something? And she wears a motorbike helmet and sort of full leathers. I'm seeing you very much in that motorbike helmet, full leathers, sort of padded leathers for protection, um, like
0: Trinity in um, in um, the Matrix when she lands on the roof with her full yeah. leathers and the yeah yeah ah that yeah yeah okay so um, <laughs> health and safety cases section forty four an employee has the right not to be subjected to any detriment. By any act or any deliberate facial act by his employer done on the ground that circumstances of danger which they reasonably believed sorry, I'm just, <laughs> sorry, reasonably believed to be serious, imminent, and which he could not reasonably have been expected to avert, he left, or proposed to leave, or while the danger persisted, refused to return to his place of work or any dangerous part of his place of place of um, place of work. So, um, the Employment Tribunal asked itself, did the employee believe that there were circumstances of serious and imminent danger at the workplace? And if so, was that belief reasonable, Uncle David? Uh, <laughs> so, um, so, the Employment Tribunal considered the contemporaneous medical material produced by Public Health England. The Tribunal took into account the steps that respondents had taken to minimize risks, was critical of what it saw as a blinkered approach adopted by the claimant that nothing less than social distancing of two meters would be safe for him, the tribunal noted that the claimant did not take steps to obtain uh, occupational health advice, and the uh, tribunal held that a danger is usually understood to mean a hazard, uh, usually to human health. Um, uh, it said that um uh, what is believed to be harmful to health is not the same as a belief in serious and imminent danger. It envisages a situation to be so serious the employer will be justified in leaving work for the dangerous part of it the opinion which the claimant held of a serious and imminent danger to himself he returned to work was not a reasonable one. And the EIT said, look, effectively what the claimant said in the appeal is an allegation, so an assertion of perversity, but we do not consider that in determining what was reason for the claimant to believe the Employment Tribunal placed an excessive burden on him to investigate matters. While the Employment Tribunal was critical to some extent that the claimant's failure to seek a referral to OH, and because it became fixated, fixated with his view that the only possible approach was to maintain a distance of two metres from other people. This is only a part of the multifactual analysis the employment tribunal applied in determining that the claimant did not hold a reasonable belief in a serious and imminent risk to his health and safety. We do not consider the decision can be said to be perverse or involved in any error of law, unlike Mr Silito's suggestion that Mr Robinson dresses up like Trinity from um, the Matrix and travels round on buses. That would be perverse and wrong in law. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So that's that. Yeah, there we go. So yeah, we thought that was interesting because it discussed circumstances arising during the pandemic. Uh, I suppose the the lesson to be aware of is that if somebody is raising health and safety concerns, um, then be careful in terms of how you treat them. You don't obviously have to pussyfoot around them or treat them any more favourably than you otherwise would. Um, but be aware that um, their raising concerns may be either something that comes within section 44 section 100 which is raising health safety concerns may also be a protected disclosure um, within section uh, 43b as well one of my favorite sections you do do like to talk about that yeah yeah um so yeah it's important to be careful around that. Obviously, as an employee, you don't necessarily need to do a careful legal analysis um, to decide whether or not somebody's raised a protected disclosure. Um, you'll take it seriously and you'll deal with it. And hopefully, if you do that, you can't go far wrong. Dave, you've
0: said it all. Mm. Yeah. Um, and you really brought this to life. Oh, I'd like to think so. Um, I do like to think so. Good stuff. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Um, as usual, we don't know how many of there you are. Um, we occasionally assume there are none. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I don't know why we think only nuns listen to this. Uh, <laughs> to, to comically misheard. Yeah, there. they're not even employees, are they? Yeah. Well, they're are they employees? No, I think they're sort of post holders, office holders. And on that oh, bombshell, well. <laughs> we wish you all well, nuns included. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have to be listening? Bye bye.